RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome to the show on RadioMD. It's October, and we're going to do a whole show uh, dedicated to breast cancer. I want to welcome my first guest, Dr. Jacqueline Jarris. She's an associate professor in the Division of Surgical Oncology at the University of Michigan. So welcome, Dr. Jarris. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me today. Um, so I want to talk about this. We're talking all about breast cancer today, and it is something that is very emotional. I always say I'm an ER doc. Uh, you know, emotions run very high because still heart disease is the number one killer. But I think it is the thing that uh, women fear the most, um, even though there may be less cases a year than, say, compared to heart attacks. But a new study came out that talked about the reasons why women would stop taking tamoxifen, which um, tell us first a little bit about tamoxifen. It's used preventatively after your treatment, correct? That's right. It's actually used in two settings. For patients who are at high risk for the development of breast cancer, tamoxifen has been shown to decrease uh, the risk of a patient who who is at greater risk for um, breast cancer uh, Tamoxifen has been shown to lower that risk if taken as a preventive, but I think that it's really, it's, its benchmark in terms of treatment has really been as um, a method of preventing the recurrence of breast cancer for uh, mostly in the premenopausal setting. So for younger patients with breast cancer, tamoxifen has been shown to essentially um, have a tremendously significant impact on decreasing the risk of a recurrence of breast cancer and a second breast cancer. And it uh, has also uh, an impact on uh, on overall survival for the patients who take it. So I think that the um, message to send about tamoxifen is that if you've had hormone receptor positive breast cancer, taking tamoxifen will have a very important impact on your survivorship, both in terms of developing a new cancer or a recurrence of cancer and, and also in terms of survival from breast cancer. But so it's an important drug. Right. But, but to explain to people, so this study thought showed that a third of premenopausal breast cancer uh, patients stopped taking it because they're concerned of fertility. And tamoxifen does have um, some effect hormonally, right? It's, it's sort of like an estrogen, but it's an anti kind of estrogen. So it, Exactly, exactly. And interestingly, tamoxifen was sort of developed many, many years ago along with its sister drug, uh, Clomid, which is used as a fertility stimulant. So (laughs) they have very similar and overlapping structural features. But tamoxifen failed as a fertility stimulant, and and it's for those properties that you you have stated, is that in the breast, tamoxifen competes with estrogen to bind to the receptors that are hormonally sensitive in the breast to prevent the absence of estrogen. So that's why it's so important for patients who are hormone uh, sensitive is that estrogen can sort of sneak in and block the receptors from getting that estrogen stimulus. Simultaneously, it's been shown to have harmful effects on a developing fetus. And so for the 5 to 10-year duration that the drug is recommended uh, to be taken for, it is not advised. In fact, it's strongly advised against that a patient would get pregnant on the drug and it would mean, you know, that there could be risk to the baby and the patient would certainly 
be recommended to stop taking the drug right away if they were to become pregnant. Right. So, and when we're talking about it, so women that are postmenopausal that get breast cancer, they don't get put on tamoxifen, correct? Well, they are, their, first, their, their first line of, of therapy would be to take uh, to take would be to take a drug that blocks the aromatase uh, um, right. uh, enzyme, and if they are unable to tolerate that drug, uh, then they would be placed on tamoxifen as well. For okay. many years, tamoxifen was all we had. But over the years, there's been the development of aromatase inhibitors that are more appropriate and, and show greater efficacy in patients who are postmenopausal. Right. But those cannot be taken in premenopausal women at all. The, the, they, are, they, they can be, but they would not be efficacious. Okay. Um, and so, and does tamoxifen, because I know this is what, you know, women worry about, Obviously, the younger you are when you have breast cancer, maybe you've had one child or, you know, you've put off having children and maybe you were at risk in your 30s. It is one of the risk factors, right, if you have your kids late. But you might want to have another child. So does tamoxifen actually, you know, five years if you're 30 or 35 is going to reduce your fertility anyway? Um, does tamoxifen also have these women, do they go, can it put them into menopause prematurely? Well, that's an excellent question. And there has been some evidence suggesting that for patients who are over 40 who take the drug over a year, that there has been some evidence of the fact that they may be at greater risk for an earlier menopause. But I think that that's not something I could support with, with the literature at this point. It's, the expectation would be is that you would be going on tamoxifen and then when you would go off of tamoxifen, you should have return of, of, um, of your cycle. And many mm-hmm. patients actually do cycle while they're on tamoxifen. And so it's mm. not as though you are completely ablating uh, that event, which is why there's the risk for pregnancy on tamoxifen that's so important for us mm-hmm. to highlight. So I, I think that the, it, the, the, jur- the data is, uh, is not, not decisive about it being a drug that would cause menopause. So I don't think we, we should think about it in those terms. I think the, the hard stop with tamoxifen infertility is that you, you should not take this drug because it will cause danger to the developing baby. And that's right. the problem uh, that right. we encounter, especially and now that the duration of treatment has, has extended to, to 10 years for these patients. Right. So, so and you, you know, you think about these women that are in their 30s having breast cancer if they want to have another child. I wonder if that's coincident, and we are going to talk in another segment about um, early stage breast cancer and women just having much bigger surgeries. I mean, you're in surgical oncology, you know, having contralateral uh, mastectomies and such. And I wonder if some of that is because they figure, okay, if I'm not going to take that drug because I want to have kids, um, then I want to get rid of every bit of breast tissue that I have. <laughs> so and I won't yeah, have it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it's very important that we are able to provide a knowledgeable framework for our patients to make reasonable decisions about their, their, their current condition and about their survivorship. And there's simply no data that exists right. in the literature outside of patients who carry a genetic risk for the development of breast cancer, like the breast cancer genes, BRCA1 and BRCA2, that having prophylactic surgery and taking away a healthy breast does anything to save a life. Right. And so I, I understand the inclination to try to outwit these different concepts. And <laughs> I think with younger, always a much more intense experience to think about decisions moving forward, and especially in the framework of having children. 
but we just don't have the data to support those decisions in terms of bigger surgery. It just hasn't right. translated into better outcomes. So what do you recommend, and we only have about a minute, what do you tell your patients that are 30, 35, maybe had one kid, want to have another? Do you tell them to have it right away and then get on the tamoxifen? Or? I, I think that both of those options remain available, but each of these, every patient really who is in this frame, in this, in this, has this question, has to talk to their doctor and make a personalized treatment plan for them. And some of this will be dependent on the stage they were diagnosed with. And I think that that will help to guide the decision-making. Do you have the baby right away? Do you take tamoxifen for two years and then go on a hiatus? It's important to note that there's a European trial going on right now that should have data forthcoming in the next few years that will help to enlighten us about the fear of a break from tamoxifen. But for right now, I think the concern from this study is that patients are really voting with their feet. They're saying, if you tell me I have to take tamoxifen for five years without a break, I'm not going to take it at all. And we as doctors want to try to find a middle ground with our patients so that we can find a way for them to reach their goals, both survivorship goals so they stay healthy and survivorship goals so they can have a family. Yeah, and I imagine, you know, if you have a positive uh, breast cancer with that's hormone positive, then, you know, getting pregnant too is going to increase your your risk a little bit also. So that's an issue um, that they have to say, well, I want to thank my guest. It's, it's really, it's a hard decision. This is why emotions run so high. This is Dr. the Dr. Levin Oker show health from the outside in. Um, stay tuned. 